You're listening to Dime Stories, a podcast by the Kentucky Museum at WKU. Hi, and welcome to Season 3 of the Kentucky Museum's Dime Stories podcast. In this episode, we explore our Chippendale Tea Table. I'm Tiffany Iselhart, Development Manager for the Museum. Let's get started. In our Snell Franklin Decorative Arts Gallery, a circa 1765 Chippendale tea table sits near the beginning of the exhibit. Made in the Philadelphia style, it features a scalloped or pie crust edge and a birdcage movement that allows the top to rotate and tilt. Key features of the table, which help us identify its style, include a ring and fluted columnar turned pedestal with foliate compressed ball above a foliate carved collar over a tripartite base on cabriole legs, and acanthus leaf carvings on the knees of the legs, which terminate in ball and claw feet. Sounds a bit boring unless you're a decorative arts scholar. So what's the deal? Why is this Chippendale tea table so prized? And what is a Chippendale anyway? Chippendale is both a person, an era, and a style. Named for Thomas Chippendale, an English cabinet maker and interior designer residing in London. In 1754, he published The Gentleman and Cabinet Maker's Director, which discussed the growing influence of the ornate French Rococo style and featured many of his designs, the first book of a cabinet maker to do so. His book codified the French Rococo style and combined it with Queen Anne, Gothic, and Asian style influences to become an American and British decorative art form called Chippendale that featured ornate carvings, animal and natural themes, and the use of mahogany wood, which was obtained from the Caribbean. A unique feature of this new style also included the ability for furniture to be folded up and stored when not in use. For our tea table, this meant a mechanism that enabled the top to rotate or become vertical for storage, known as a birdcage movement. The popularity of Chippendale grew out of the rising middle class, who were able to participate in leisure activities more so than in the past. Greater international trade and prosperity, which in America was largely due to the use of slave labor, meant that families had more time to pursue leisure activities and socialize. Families also had increased wealth, and they wanted to show it off. The result was specialized furniture and decorative items for the home, including unique tables for playing cards and taking tea, like our Chippendale table. The tilting top featured enabled the table to be put away when not in use, a useful feature when it was time to create holiday displays or hold parties. As Philadelphia grew into the largest colonial city, The immigrant artists and furniture makers who resided there turned to creating lavish interior furnishings for the middle and upper classes. Our table likely comes from Philadelphia, and thus was likely made by immigrant artists. As Hamilton so succinctly put it, immigrants get the job of furniture making done. So our Chippendale tea table is more than just for taking tea. It holds stories of the American colonies' increasing reliance on slave and immigrant labor, the growth of cities and a mercantile elite, and the spread of European fashions and their adaptation to local needs around the world. The table also holds a story of travel, from Philadelphia and the major cities of the East, where the Chippendale style raged, to the collection of C. Ray Franklin, a Big Clifty native and alum of Western Kentucky State College, class of 1924. 
As one of the country's leading ophthalmologists, C. Ray Franklin had an interest in antiques and became a recognized authority on antique furniture. A direct sixth-generation descendant of U.S. statesman Benjamin Franklin, he began collecting early American antiques while a student at Harvard. And his love and interest in antiques, especially furniture, led to a position as advisor to First Lady Jacqueline Kennedy during her redecoration of the White House. Franklin owned one of the finest private collections of American antiques and had some of his rare pieces exhibited at times in New York's Metropolitan Museum of Art. In 1974, Franklin and his wife, Ruth Holman Franklin, made a scholarship gift to the College Heights Foundation and, in 1978, donated 19 pieces of rare antique furniture to the Kentucky Museum. Included in Franklin's gifts is a bust of his ancestor, Benjamin Franklin, which also resides in the Snell Franklin Decorative Arts Gallery. Thank you for tuning in to Dime Stories. Be sure to join us next week as we recount the story of the female portraitist of Paris. Thank <laughs> you.